Love you when you was in beast mode. Don't you thought you was a cheat code? Thank you for joining us again on the Cheat Code Podcast. We got a very special guest today. It is divorce attorney, Miss Marilyn York. I've seen her on TED Talks. I've seen her uh, on Taj.0. And I've seen some of her hilarious but really informative commercials that actually make me want to call and have her represent me if I ever need her. Hopefully I don't. But um, uh, Marilyn, can you please uh, give us some of your background and tell us how you decided to become an attorney that exclusively uh, represent men. Um, Sure. Sure. So I have a very dominant father. He too was military, not as long probably as you. He went to West Point and my parents are still married. They've been married 50 something years, but he raised me like a boy. I had to take a whole engine apart all the way down and put it all back together before I was allowed to drive a car. He's an engineer, and so I have always kind of related to male way of thinking and that sort of, you know, very logical, supported type statements. My dad raised me to be that way. Um, And so I always had more male friends than female friends growing up. I certainly valued my father as a parental figure in my life, to say the very least. I also wanted to kill him, but besides that, I'm sure he wanted to kill me as well. When I went to law school, um, a female friend and myself were talking one day and we said, what if we just represent men in divorce? Because I knew I always wanted to do divorce, as weird as that sounds, like, oh, as a little girl. But I did divorce as a paralegal when I was in college and I just loved it. Like dealing with people's actual children and like dividing their assets, helping them find housing and like basic stuff is so important and it feels real. It's not some contrived, you know, legal creation like tax law where, but for the IRS code, we wouldn't even have jobs. Like this is a real thing everyone would understand the need for and the desire for. And so I just really enjoyed the human aspect of it. I really liked the client contact. And I learned as a, as a young girl, because I went to college at 16. And so I was a paralegal at 16. And I knew then wow. men, that men listen to women better. And I found that my male clients would listen to me, even though I was a 16 year old kid. And the females would treat me like crap and, you know, gender challenge me. And so I kind of realized that right away because I did it for four years until law school. And then when I graduated from law school, she and I decided she would go to Fresno, California. I would go back to Reno and we were in LA at the time and we would advertise and try to represent men specifically knowing like that fathers were hugely disadvantaged at that time in family court. I practiced in LA for two years. So I'd already seen, you know, what the family courts were doing to men there. And certainly I knew that as a paralegal in Reno. And so when we went, we both did that. And I thought it, you know, I wasn't sure how it resonated with people and it immediately did, particularly professors, like in the you know education world, they're like, oh, she has a major. <laughs> like, so it was cool. I got a lot of crap though, right away. Other attorneys, you know, women were immediately vicious and I did not have bitchy commercials then. That came down the line. Like at this point, we just were straight advertising, very, you know, direct, no funny flip, you know, commercials. So, but immediately women were pissed off. And sending hate mail and writing me notes on maxi pads and mailing them to me. I'm like, oh my God, okay. Wow. Very, very creative. Wow. Well, so, so I, I understand the need for someone to say, look, man, we got to look out for the guys in this situation because typically, and I think you alluded to it a little bit, we're, we're not, we're not really trying to be malicious during the split. We're not, we're not really doing things that hey, I think if I get the kids is going to hurt you or, um, I can take the child support out on you or things like that. We're, we're not really thinking like that. Right. 
But when we're going into it, it's almost like going into a battle, but you're not really prepared to fight. Uh, is that is that the idea that you got from most men? And that's why you felt like you needed to uh, be someone to uh, advocate for us? Well, a couple of things. First of all, men do not still realize how important you guys are in your children's lives. You just don't know. The world doesn't talk about it. The statistical data that supports that, you know, kids need fathers is horrific. I mean, horrific. And men don't know. Nobody tells you. Nobody tells kids. Nobody tells moms. And so our first thing was always to educate our clients. Like these children need you in their lives and not every other weekend. They need you every day if they could have you, but at least half the time. Like we need to co-parent this situation or these statistics are not touched. So we educate and then we try to build up their confidence. Like these are the skills that make you feel more confident as a parent, because I know as a matter of course, unfortunately, women interfere with men trying to parent. I'm sure if you guys have kids, you understand that. Like you're not reading the book right. Let me do it. Let me change the diaper. Like, don't put him in that shirt. Oh my God, what are you letting him eat for dinner? You know he doesn't go to bed if you do that. Right. You know, we're such assholes. I mean, my God. And so, <laughs> I, like, we have to like literally help you guys find your self-esteem because you got emasculated as a, you know, as a partner in a marriage and then as a parent. So we're like, no, it's fine. You don't have to brush their hair well. That's not what makes you important in their lives. You're right. not a hairdresser. You know, and, and like you guys are rough, for example, you wrestle with your kids. Well, I hope that's no, what we do. We do. That's what teaches kids empathy. And right. we women do not understand that. We're like, oh my God, you're killing him. Oh, quit teaching him to punch you in the face. Like it's not innate in us. And yet it's seriously, you know, the research shows that that is where children learn empathy is wrestling with their dads, which is so funny. So, so but, the statistics you was talking about, Marilyn, and uh, I seen you on the TED Talks. That was phenomenal, by the way. So if you if, if you listening, please go and pull up on YouTube her TED Talks. Uh, it's about fifteen minutes. Um, I, the statistics. Do you do you still remember those numbers? It's like ninety percent of all homeless and runaway kids come from fatherless homes. Seventy one for seventy one percent of high school dropouts. Sixty three percent of youth suicides come from fatherless homes. I mean, they go on and on. It's like 200% more likely the child will go to prison. The child will be murdered. The child will drop out of high school. Teen females will become pregnant. I mean, they're, they're horrible. Every bad thing that can happen to a child or a future adult happens, you know, at least, at least 60% more often in a home without a father. So like I said, you, they have to be, dads have to be in the kids' lives half the time to change that statistic. Not every other weekend. That's not enough to change that. That's what people need to get. And I think, I think about 30% of the, the males being them streets, that's what we call it, being them streets. Uh, they probably step out. They probably do bad things. They probably make decisions that they wouldn't make because they ain't had a father around and they had nobody to teach them how to be a man, how to treat a woman, how to uh, respect a woman, how to be in a relationship. So um, I'm pretty sure there's some percentages with that as well. And not just homeless, not just. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah. So the cycle, awesome. so you're saying the cycle continues, you, you know? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. And, and, you know, and my, my dad died when I was eight. And, um, you know, so it, it's a lot of things that I knew that I was missing. Like I had a, very bad attitude like you know i was i was athletic but every sport team i was on i quit um and when i came home the you know when i tell my mom i quit you know her reaction would be well good because i don't have to waste the gas money coming to your games right where i know my dad would be like no you're a man you can't quit anything 
So yeah. you're going you're to finish this out. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's just a different mentality that uh, kids need, you know. And um, so it's good that you recognize that and that you want to uh, help us out in that thing. Uh, but, w- you know, dealing with divorces is not like you're going to you're going to uh, prevent the divorce. Only thing you're trying to do is make sure that the, the child is taken care of and the child is getting both parents and they don't leave the father out. And you're saying the system is like almost kind of set up to where it's very easy to uh, give the uh, dad the raw end of the stick, right? Well, it used to be that it was like unheard of for dads to get joint physical custody. And California and Nevada have fortunately moved toward it being what we call a presumption now. If you know you are married or unmarried, it's a presumption that you should have joint physical custody. And so now it's very common in Nevada. And it's wonderful. I don't know what it's doing yet to fix these statistics. I'm sure that we're going to see an improvement, but it's going to be down the line. You know, it's going to take 10 years or generations like, you know, you indicated to see the effects of this. And now we have to build up the confidence because boys are in trouble in life. Like boys are not doing as well in school. You know, men are dying three times as often as women. There are so many things against men that family course just one place. And that's the place I happen to focus, but we have have a lot of work to do. I'm kind of waiting to see if the COVID disaster helps, you know, reunite fathers and kids and re-engage fathers at home if they're working from home to help their kids, you know, do this stupid distance learning. (laughs) 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 Definitely got me going. Man, that that math math tear me up because he said that math tear you up. (laughs) We're going to repeat fifth grade. We're all going to get S. <laughs> it's sad. It's it's real sad, man. But I'm 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 getting back on track, man. It's just it's kind of intimidating though, like because I like you you're right in front of your kid, and they're doing oh, yeah. something, and and they're coming to you for help, and you're like, oh my god, I gotta Google it. it gotta they do right. common they do common core, so we have that excuse because we're like we didn't learn it this way, so I'm gonna do some googling. It's fine. Right. Like 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 uh when 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 the kid come home and they had you know they're doing a the math problem, and you know how we did it back in the day. But they like drawing blocks and they're putting numbers on outside the block and inside the block. And the, yeah. and the teacher is telling them they must work their problem out this way. Oh, man, that's that's the worst. They need to do distance learning for parents now that we're teaching. Like, that, just give me a little tutor, a little tutor session. Maybe, maybe we should start the nonprofit organization online on Zoom. We, we'll just get get it together and, and we'll teach each other math or something like that. A, a support group. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Marilyn, um, so. um what is a fair settlement between the two parents? Like what, what, what are you, what are you getting for your clients that uh, is fair that they probably wouldn't get if they don't call a lawyer like yourself? Well, so in my experience, men try to take care of women, even in divorce, you know, my guys will come in and they'll say, Oh, well, she's the mother of my children. I don't want her to, you know, not have money. And I want her to be taken care of. And you know, if he cheated, he feels guilty. That's the thing about divorce. Men hate themselves no matter what you guys are like, Oh my God, I cheated. I hate myself. Oh my God. She cheated on me. I hate myself. Women hate you period. They're like, he made me a cheater. I was not a cheater. And he made me a cheater neglecting me. I'm like, Oh my God, how are you still the victim? So the poor guy hates himself no matter what. And he's like, I'm going to take care of her. She's the mother of my children. I want to give her all this money. I want her to be fine. I'll be fine. I'll figure it out. I'm like, no, bud, you haven't even netted out your income. Like you live on your mom's couch forever at this rate. 
You know, so it's our job to say like, yes, I want you to take care of her. Yes, she's a mother of her children, but she also slept with like five of her dudes. I don't even know if that's your kid. Like maybe we should figure that out first. Before now, we get now, now that's a generalization. Now that, that not all divorces end because of that. That's the that's the generalization, right? That's a generalization, but it's an example, like a you know, anecdote, anecdotal example of you guys being generous and not that's true. Though. That's true. That's true. Because when you said it, it just clicked. That's exactly how I think. Like, you know, if if my kids are going to be and, you know, another thing we do, we automatically, you know, in in, in divorce, both parents automatically assume the kids is going to be with the wife. And I don't know where that comes from. I system. It's it's historical. The historical, you know, history was that we gave kids at least under age five to women, period. And then we since realized that that's not the case. You know, women are perceived to be nurturing younger kids need them. I think men start coming to terms with the fact that an older kid might want to be around dads when the kid's seven, eight, nine, 10, they're like, Oh, he might need his dad, you know, but when it's a younger kid and they, it turns out they need you at every age. Yeah. Oh, you know, women do it too. That's my baby. You're not having my baby. And especially if a guy cheats. Oh man, they love that. Like yeah. he cheated on me. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm sure it's really weird. I, I feel horrible because I sometimes have cases where I have these total pigs and they literally have to get the breast milk from their baby mama who just had a baby and they take it back to their house with their stripper girlfriend. I'm like, I mean, talk about demeaning. It's so sad, but I'm, I'm sorry. Like, it's about the kid. It's not about you. So I'm sorry. Yeah. That's so weird, but you have to pump and you got to give it to the stripper. You got it. Like, now are you are you are you that friendly uh in a split in my own yeah oh hell yeah i'm like i will not fight with my exes you know i just i can't do it it's like another day at the office so i just let them walk all over me i give them whatever they want i'm the best ex-wife way better than being married to me hey look marilyn i'm gonna I'm play one i'm gonna play an audio clip of one of your commercials uh and I want I'm, I'm planning for the audience because I don't watch it like two or three times. I, I want the audience to hear it. And I want you to give me the thought process, you know, when you made this. Right. Sure. I, I, all right. So I'm going to play. I'll see which one you picked. Hey, guys, are you watching the game at a friend's or the bargain because you can't watch at home with your wife or worse because she kicked you out and kept your couch, your flat screen and your kids? What's the one thing a man needs when he loses a good woman, a good lawyer? And when he loses a bad woman, he needs a great lawyer. What makes a good woman a bad woman? You tell me. You're the one that can't watch the game in your own home. I'm men's rights attorney Marilyn York, and I represent men in divorce, custody, and family law matters. Is that inspired by something real? Oh, a bunch, of course. Come on, who can't watch the game in their own house? Seriously? Oh, God, if you don't know, your life's good. You go home and hug your lady. Are you kidding me? Because can you watch the game at your house? What game? Any game. Yeah, there you go. They're gone. Sports have been murdered. <laughs> you can't watch the game. Yes, you can. Because you, yeah, because yeah, we, we, we all watch the game, man. Right? Because it's a, it's a sports house. You know, every, you know, everybody plays softball and soccer in their house. Yeah, but is it, it? I mean, is it free? Is it fun? Or would you rather be at your dude's house? <laughs> the highest, the highest instance of spousal abuse is Super Bowl Sunday. For real. For real, you guys are like, shut up, woman. Like, my team's about to win. I mean, and of course, child abuse is Christmas Eve. I want to uh, kill my kids on Christmas Eve. Uh, no, nah, it's, it's, it's definitely, um, 
it's good here because I get to chill. I get my food, you know, handed to me. You guys celebrate. I'm glad you can't relate. Look, I'm glad. Look, so look, so. Uh, <clears throat> so it's anecdotal. You know, guys come to my office all the time. And they're like, I just sell my motorcycle because she won't let me have a motorcycle. I can't play soccer because she needs me home on Wednesday night because it's her book club. I don't get to watch the game because it's too loud and our baby sleeps during the day. And I'm like, who are these chicks that literally like repress everything that was dude about the dude? Right. Like, and think it's going to work out. Like just, you know, there's certain religions that do it too, you know, already alcohol and you're like, Oh my God. That's a good point. That's a good point though. And, and it, yeah, it, it happens gradually too. Cause it don't start like oh, that. Yeah. It happens gradually. Oh, no. Like baby, let me make you some football shaped cookies for your boys. Next thing you know, can't watch TV. You know what I mean? TV's been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so look, so we t- we talk about uh uh relationship struggles a lot on this podcast. Uh mainly cheating, you know, cuz that's what kind of inspired inspired it. So, uh how often is uh infidelity, you know, uh part of the reason why you end up having to have a client in a divorce anyway? And and when it infidelity is involved, does that make it harder? for you to get uh, the settlement that they deserve? So infidelity, according to the statistics, 60% of married men cheat at some point in their marriage and 40% of married women. And the mm. overlap has never been determined. So I'm certain it's not 100% of marriages, but you know, I don't know what the overlap is. So it's a substantial number of marriages that have infidelity at some point. Mm. Does that mean they get divorced? Not always. I mean, sometimes people say that infidelity makes their marriage stronger. Sometimes it's an unspoken acceptance, you know, kind of rule in their marriage where she doesn't want to have sex anymore. She went through menopause or had some medical condition. And so she's accepting without knowing the details that he's getting it somewhere else. Uh, Prostitution is legal in Nevada. So that gives us a little insight. If you like a little prostitute insight, I had a radio show here and the Mustang Ranch was my sponsor. So I spent much time with my ladies of the night out there and my, I was told that they only have sex 60% of the time and 40% of the time people pay them for companionship because the, the men are lonely in their marriage. And like literally some people, some men will go out there and die on hospice with like a hooker feeding him with a spoon just because they don't have pancakes. I mean, it's kind of a cool way to go. But you have to be Isn't so rich. Wow. It is not cheap. Wow. Hello. Back back up to the radio show, though, that was sponsored by what what, what, what was the name of the place? It's the Mustang Ranch. It's our most fa- it's our most famous, you know, 1960s uh, brothel that was owned by Joe Conforti in the 60s and was taken for tax evasion. He went to Brazil with like a Brazilian hooker. He's still there hiding from the law. Wow. And then, and then a real estate tycoon named Lance Gilman bought it, I think, in the 80s. He's also a county commissioner in Virginia City, which is like a cow town here. And he bought it for his girlfriend as a present and made her the madam. What? On Valentine's Day. I know. What a romantic animal. Yeah. I mean, maybe she was into that type of thing, though. You never know. I know. It it worked for like 10 years. They're no longer an item. But Lance is a good guy. But he was on the cover of New York Times for being a county commissioner who owned a whorehouse. Like, hey, Nevada. So. Uh, Y'all rocking in Nevada. And Nevada is the divorce capital, right? Right? Y'all got everything up there. What's they going on? Play. We don't play with sin. We go straight to the top of the sin chain. <laughs> oh. Just straight forward. Just go. So, so, what, get what, so what made you settle in Nevada? You, you're, from, you're from Cali, right? I was born in California, but my parents moved me here at 13. And so I lived here until through college and then went to law school. Then my dad blackmailed me back. So here I am. 
Wow. It's, a good, it's a good place. We're only 30 minutes from California. So, you know, it's a good place to live. It's a nice size town. Good place to practice. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I want to know, I know uh, Mel just asked you about that uh, statistic, um, but what is the law like as far as oh sure when you when you're dealing with that and <clears throat> you know someone cheats male or female but the law as far as getting um settlements and things like that do the would a judge be more lenient to the guy if he didn't cheat or you know like like something like that like oh, yeah are they, are they, are they like yeah you're a bad guy you can't be around right. your kids because you you know yep but so, you ain't getting nothing. We're gonna give it all to the to the mom. Right. So both Nevada and California are what we call no fault divorce states. That's the way the entire country has been moving for years. Like New Jersey was still what we called a fault state in New York until just a few years ago. So in a no fault divorce state, you don't need a reason to get divorced anymore. It used to be they have to be insane or they have to abuse you or they have to cheat on you. Now you don't need a reason. You just say we're incompatible. And that means the court is not supposed to consider the reasons for your divorce, including infidelity. So if it doesn't have a direct impact on finances or custody, the court is not supposed to consider it. The reasons and the times in which the court will consider it is if they spent money. So it's called marital waste. Marital waste is if you spend money, that's community money that the you know, wife and the husband both are entitled to on an extramarital affair. So if you know she's pursuing a guy and buying him gifts or getting plastic surgery for him or putting him up in hotels or having what we like to call a stabbing cabin, you know, a little side cabin where you have sex with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we also call that the, uh, the Honda Accord. It's a lot cheaper. Some of my dudes have a separate apartment. They literally paid for, for like 10 years. <laughs> that costs <laughs> too much. So you got, you got expensive. You got clients that got a lot of money, yeah. man. You know, yeah. That's like doctor level stuff. Right. Like, no, I'm we no. We, I'm trying. I'm on a shot time level. Like shagging wagon. My boy, my boy's house. You know, back right? in his apartment. The BMW in, in the, in the parking garage. lot. <laughs> like, well, we have we have hourly rate motels here. I mean, we're super classy, so you don't even. Have oh, to so yeah. You just you just pay an hour. Pay for it, oh. and, and you know exactly what's going on with that. It, it ain't it ain't like yeah. you going into sleep. No, right. we sleep for an hour, not in a motel. Wow. So. <laughs> So, so the I guess the so the difference between the laws in 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 Nevada and other places, like I think in Virginia, you still they still have the law where you have to be separated for a year before you can yeah, actually yeah. get a divorce. Oh yeah, they should just make you live together for a year before you get married and right. stop doing the back end. Man, it's like that pretty much a lot of places. It was like that in Hawaii. California has a six month waiting period before you can get divorced. You could, you know, and Nevada has none. I got divorced in an hour three times. Like no big deal. Well, you of course you're you're a divorce lawyer. I mean you I you you hurt. yeah that's probably part of, that's part of the last page of your prenup. You know the last page is just is, is just the divorce. Uh, <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. 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 So the other place it would matter cheating is with kids. If you parade a bunch of new people in front of your children and subject them to strangers that might not even be vetted, so maybe they're dangerous, then the court will step in as well. Okay. Or if you give your woman or a man like a, you know, venereal disease, it's going to come in there too. Like you need to put that as a tort in the divorce. Like you gave me general herpes and now you got to pay me for that. But so, but typically it's not really that hard to get a a, a 50, 50 or close to 50, 50, you know, uh, you know, visitation and, and custody and, you know, 
Um, you know, do do people seek alimony a lot? In, in, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. And and how do you how do you maneuver through that? So in in Nevada, we don't have a formula for alimony. We just like the court's discretion picks it, but it's nothing like California's. It's a lot lower here. You know, they just consider all the factors. <laughs> Excuse me, like age of the parties, work history. Did wife subject gate her career for husband? Like, did she put him through med school by working as a waitress? You know, now he's a doctor. Was she staying at home with the kids and out of the career world for 20 years? Mm. What's her health? What kind of assets do they both leave the marriage with? You know, and then they try to figure out how much support she needs to live what we call the marital standard of living. That's the level at which the court tries to keep both people, which is impossible because you had, you know, one income and they shared a household and now you have one income and two households. Like right. neither one of you are ever going to see the marital standard. Living yeah. Again. Yeah. Have, have, go ahead. Cause I got, so I got, a, I got a question for you. So if we take away the whole Nevada thing, I know you really know Nevada, but I know you are a lawyer. So, you know, a lot of things, but if we take away the Nevada thing, would you say it's really expensive for a, a guy, because I'm gonna talk from a guy perspective. Sure. To even go that route, you know, and we, if we're talking about infidelity, you know, is it smart? Is it a smart thing to do? You know, would you just recommend like, man, you you, you probably should stay away from this because <laughs> it's very expensive for you. Yeah, yeah. Have okay. you have you ever turned somebody around and was like, you 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 probably might want to just work right. it out. <laughs> go back to it, like, well, like you ain't got no money. Yeah. <laughs> And be careful who you're sleeping with too, because that's the next problem. Right. You know, I mean, they think it's just this fun fling and then she gets pregnant. That's what always happens. You're like, oh, permanent. That one's a permanent deal now. Good job. You know, it's not only expensive financially, but emotionally, you know, women tell their kids. So you have kids with this woman. Oh, they love that. Daddy cheated on mommy. And you like lose a kid over it. Your kids are more pissed than the mom because the kids haven't even had sex yet. They don't know why it's so good. They're like, why would you do that? You'll find out. You'll find out. <laughs> you so, know, so they're just pissed. Have, have you represented military yet? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you how weird. I'm gonna tell you how weird it is. Uh, you know, with, with divorce, they pretty much just say, "Oh, uh, uh, what's your pay grade?" Uh, and they go to a chart and then go across that chart and say, uh, "This is how much you're paying." And then if you know, uh, if you've been married over ten years, it's like, okay, well, she's entitled to uh, some of your retirement. That's crazy. In Nevada, even if you've been married under 10 years and California, even if you've been under 10 years, they'll still take half your military retirement. They just order you to pay it instead of the military. That's because the crazy. federal government says she doesn't have it. And the state government says, yes, she does. Cause it's a community property state. So they make you pay her. Wow. So, there's no protection. So what you do for a client like that? I mean, I can't fix that other than try to negotiate around it. Sometimes we'll get, you know, some emotional pull where the woman will say, no, I understand. I don't want it. Right. But okay. Legally, I don't have any tricks as far as the pension. Right. So the best thing you can do is just make sure that the kids is going to be, you know, the father's going to be in the kid's life. And the, and the discretionary stuff. Alimony, and, alimony is discretionary, you know, as okay. far as support is concerned. So they can make that go up or down. Child support is by statute here. So there's not a ton of discretion there, but a little bit, you know, here and there. So we can help with that as well. Manage the emotions, you know, of the case and make sure it's tight because guys will be nonchalant about divorce. Like she said, she's got it all taken care of. I just signed it. She told me she took care of me. I'm like, you didn't eat. She took care of you. She took it all. Like you got to read it. You know, sometimes they'll lie. Women will say, oh, don't worry about what it says. I just had to write that so I'll qualify to get my 
apartment, but I'm going to give you back that money or I don't really want you to pay me that much. And the guy always believes her. I'm like, oh yeah, she totally meant that. Mm. You know, it sucks. Man, I swear, if you're listening out there, dudes, man, just keep it. In yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you might want to keep it in your pants. So, 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 Marilyn, let's take let's take your lawyer, your divorce lawyer hat off for a second, right? And uh, let's see if we can help somebody avoid divorce. Like, what's if you know? Because it seems like you might be a cool person, you know, because you see things different. And you can see sure. it from a male's perspective. I, I don't know how. I, I guess because you know you were so close with your dad. But what's your best advice to wives? You know, when it when it comes dealing with 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 us to make everything, uh, uh, you know, you know, I guess um, holy matrimony. So, like, you have to figure out what makes your husband feel loved. I mean, it's like they have the love language quiz. It's cheesy, but it's true. Like, what is your husband into? What makes him feel loved? Because you don't want to take what makes you feel loved and just assume it's the same for your partner. It's not. You know, it's they have like four different categories. It's like acts of service. I'm helping you bring in the groceries. I'm getting your car fixed. I'm picking up the kids for you. Words of, you know, affection. Like, you're beautiful. I love you. I'm so lucky to be your husband. Physical affection. We know what that is. And time spent with each other is the only not other category. You know, and so then you have to figure out what that means. If it's physical affection, was it sex or is it me rubbing your back? Is it me rubbing my hands through your hair? How often do you need it? What makes you, can I touch you when you're pissed at me? Or do you need like a 10 minute timeout or you're going to hit, you know, like you have to figure out what makes affection matter and actually put effort in both sides. This is a genderless point. This works both directions because I see people don't work on their marriage. Like they are literally like, when's the last time we tried to make your husband or your wife or your boyfriend or girlfriend happy? like five years ago, we all try in the beginning and then we stop trying and you're like, but you expect them to still be here for you. Right. You know, when, when yes. do you, you know, and keep communicating, say, Hey babe, I feel disconnected lately. I told you about this really cool thing that happened to me and you seemed distracted. You know, and that's my husband's favorite complaint. You're always distracted. I'm like, we're paying our bills. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the chick. I'm like the dude. I'm like, do you think this is for itself? <laughs> you bring, bring the bacon home. Yeah, God, sorry, man. I work on my phone at night. Why, yeah. why, why you think females don't don't know that though? Is is it is it an incapability to think that type of way? Are y'all thinking with a different part of y'all brain than we are? Like we're super emotional. We are and impulsive. You know, I mean, we have like sixteen more mental health disorders than men can even have. Like the diagnostics for us, we there's seriously like a ton more. We have hormone disorders, menopause. You know, we have all this extra stuff going on. We have babies. I'm. You guys have seen some pregnant chicks. We get cuckoo and then, then we breastfeed and it keeps going. And then we get fat yeah. and we hate ourselves and we hate you because we're fat. Right. We have right. sex and we're scared you're going to get us pregnant again. Oh my God. Yeah, that's so true. It's, that's it's true. hard for us, you know, and, and it's emotional for us. And so, but we have to understand what that it's important to you guys. You know, I tell like my female friends when we're just shooting shit and they're saying, like, my man would never cheat on me. And I'm like, well, when's the last time you had sex with him? A year ago. I'm like, Dude, it's yeah. not even cheating. Yeah. It's not even cheating. Yeah. Like, you're not putting out. He can cheat on his lady with you. Like, you, he will cheat on you. Like, unless he's old and he's just done having sex, he will. And yeah. if he has to leave you to do it, fine. But you, like, consider it like washing the dishes. I'm like, just do it like a chore. Like, you don't want to leave dishes in the sink. Even if you're not loving it at first, it usually gets better. Like, it's unlike washing the dishes that way. Like, halfway through, I'm all, this is totally worth my time. 
Like I didn't want to do it, but this is actually feels good. Yeah, it never feels good to wash. Well, that that could be problematic though, uh, Mela. I, I don't think nobody yeah. want to be obligated. You know, yeah. you, you know you, we don't tell you that. We don't tell you. We pretend we're into it. <laughs> we're formula. <laughs> and then by halfway through, we're into it. I'm telling you, how to get through it. Oh man, I don't know. I was I was with you 100 percent until that part. I, 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 I told you my secret. True. That's I told you my secret. That's the secret. Yeah, I don't. I pretend. It's really great. I'm like so into it. You're so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just like you guys tell us how beautiful we are and how you just want to be close. That's bullshit. No, we, no, we mean it. That, that's that's definitely serious. Well, yeah. That's serious. I wanted to hear that before I get excited. So great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, 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 we're, 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 look, we're 100% honest every time we say every time we say that. We wouldn't say that we wouldn't if we mean it. I will straight lie and be like, babe, are you losing weight? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so flip that. What's the advice you got for us? Like for us, it's just listen to what we need, you know? Like we need emotional connection to feel vulnerable enough to be sexual and you guys need sexual connection in order to even give a shit about us. So it's like the cart before the horse, you know, you get in these battles where like, I don't want to have sex because you're not paying attention to me. And you're like, I'm not paying attention to you because you just became this lame roommate. Like, I need you to have sex with me. So, you know, you both have to give and take. And sometimes someone has to initiate one or the other. But communication, both directions. Like, we need to be able to say, and when I was young, I'd be like, he should know I'm hungry. You know, I'd be in the car. Right. Like, I'm hungry. And he'd be like, no. I'm right, like, right, right, right. Just get pissed. Now I'm just like, hey, I'm hungry. Can you please take me to dinner at this restaurant? Because I'm having this craving, please. That would help us out a lot. Because I, yeah. I, I get jumped on a lot about uh, forgetting dates. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. supposed to be important. Like, uh, you know, uh, you know, like my wife is real good about uh, putting everything on a calendar. And yeah. all, all I got to do is grab my phone and look at the calendar. I won't forget to look at the calendar. Yes. Yeah. You need an alarm. You got to set an alarm. <laughs> I can't set an alarm. It's, but, it's not- right. Nope. And it's the end of the world, right, cuz? When, when we yeah. do it, it's the end of the world. It's, it's not like, oh, you forgot, let me help you out. I'm going to remind you. It's like, I know he forgot. I'm not going to remind him. I'm, I'm, huh? We are trapping you. We're dirty trappers. Exactly. I'm I'm, I'm going to watch him and see if he forgets and just right. sit and watch me. I, I uh-huh. know where we got to be, but I'm not going to say nothing. Uh-huh. What, 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 what is that? I don't, I don't do it, but trust me, I'm tempted. Like, I'm, I'm going to trap and then I'm like, stop it. Stop it. Like I have to talk myself out and be like, "Do you want to be happy? Do you want to be right?" So exactly. Like, hey, it's my birthday. Yeah. I noticed you didn't pay attention yet. Do you know what day it is? Right. Like, it's our anniversary. What are we doing tonight? Like, and nobody wins. Nobody wins in that world. situation. No, but I've been married four times. I learned a few things. Like, <laughs> 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 but my expectations are like lower, lower. Okay, we're here. We're here. Let Let me ask you. What What, what do you think about? going back, you know, for, let's say, you know, marriages and people who started off in the beginning, you started off like in the backseat of your, you know, your doom buggy, you know, bang. Totally. Broke and young. But then, you know, you get married, you start doing more things, you start having, I guess, you know, standards, but, you know, we got us. We remember that backseat. Oh, yeah. We want that backseat. I know. I've heard that lately, actually. Remember when the movie came? I'm like, dude, that was a kid ago. I was younger. Like, I looked right. better naked. No, it, it don't matter, though. But I know. Don't, don't you think that should be part of things, too? Like, as men get older, we think about those things. We 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 look back at those things because we start, we, we try to feel young again, too. Glory days. 
But then you have to remember how you acted. How did you act with her then? Because if you want to try to recreate that, you guys have to do the same stuff. Texting us every minute. God, girl, I can't get you off my mind. When's the last time some husband said that crap to me? He's like, I can't stop thinking about how I hate your face. No, (laughs) you know, like you got to build that up. Where you're like, I just, you look so beautiful this morning. I can't stop thinking about you. Let's old times it. Let's meet in the parking lot like we used to. Okay. All right. Because it was both ways. Like you ramped us back up too. That's that's a good point because what happens when the side girl comes in the picture, that same type of exchange start happening. It always starts from the messages, the text, and it's 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 just, it's the same thing. Yeah, Yeah. it's fast. Whereas married people are like, last week I sent you a text saying, when are we going to have sex? You haven't answered me. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, (laughs) the kid. Oh, man. (laughs) So you got to try to pace it. The pace is helpful. You know, take a summer cool. Like, get out of your element. You know, I mean, I always have the best sex on vacations because I don't have my flipping <laughs> kids there. There's no kids like, there. <laughs> yeah, now, now, now that you mentioned that, and it, and it, I, I probably shouldn't say this, but now that you mentioned that, uh, that same thing happened to me at Disney World. But it was, it was, I, it, I felt bad because we was in like a, um, a pirate, uh, a thing. <laughs> you yeah, but yes. but it was but it was the bomb in there it was it was the bomb i was like we shouldn't be having fun like this in disney world this is supposed to be for the kids yeah. Yeah, all should. those kids came from that <laughs> like, they don't get to play. That's how kids were here. you're welcome <laughs> all right melo we got we got i got five more minutes uh and uh i i, I i'm probably gonna ask you something you never been asked before um what? oh man I ain't ready for this one. Pressure's on. <laughs> I've been asked some weird stuff too. So, uh, uh, th- this this not this not coming from me because you know I don't. This not coming from me. I'm just do do you really uh do you don't dislike you do you dislike w- uh, women in in the divorce? You do you dislike women? Do I don't dislike women in general? Of course not. Do I dislike women in the context of divorce? Yes, I do. I don't like the mother bear that I have in me too. Like I was just saying, we do it in relationships. We're like trapping you, trying to get you to screw up so we can be pissed at you. I don't know what it is about our nature, but I do it too. You know, like my, I got divorced and my ex-husband remarried after me and she was awful for, in the beginning. She wouldn't meet me, but she'd stick her flipping head in the back of my car and kiss my baby goodbye, but she wouldn't talk to me. I'm like, I will roll this window up on your neck. Like I was like, good. I had to like talk myself out of it, you know? It's, it's a weird instinct. So I don't like women's behavior in divorce. It doesn't bring out the best in them. It doesn't bring out the best in men, but I feel like women behave worse. And so do I love women? Absolutely. I run a girl's charity in town for homeless girls. We have, you know, 17 to 21 year old girls living in the house. I'm the board president. I do all the fundraising, all the legal work. I represent half those shit shows, you know, like, and I have all female employees. I have plenty of close girlfriends. I respect and adore my mother. I have a daughter who's my world. So people like to think I hate women and it's just a good story. I don't hate women at all, but representing mm-hmm. it is difficult. We take them by referral. So maybe 5% of our practice, they're always my hardest clients. They're never satisfied emotionally. And like you said, like one day they'll be super happy with me. Oh my God, you were amazing in court. Thank you so much. You're everything. The next morning they hate me. Nothing happened in between. Mm. So if they talked to some dumb friend of theirs, it was like, I got twice as much. Right. Right. 
Oh, the emotional roller coaster is hard and they think we're gender battling them. You know, you think you're a better mom than me? I'm like, no, I just, no, I just want you to not lose your kids. So it's hard. It, it doesn't bring out the best. Women get scared in divorce financially. If they're, if, you know, men are still the breadwinners by and far, really. I mean, there's more dual income households than anything, but most of the time men out are women, they're scared. They didn't handle the financial side. They're upset. You know, he cheated. They think they're going to be left high and dry financially. It's a scary place to be. And fear brings out, you know, flight or fight and usually fight with women. So right. it's unfortunate. And I, I have empathy for that to a point. And then I'm like, you know, and it's like those girls, like he cheated. I'm like, you haven't put out in three years. Like, I'll, <laughs> say it. I'll just say it in the hall. I'm like, nothing takes the wind out of their sails faster than that. <laughs> honey, honey. seriously shut up like what did you do to make him stay home nothing my husband uses my my husband uses my commercials on me he's like girl you did those commercials we didn't have sex in like a week (laughs) it works every time like oh my god i would do i would do that too i would do it too we gotta use what we gotta use what we got we gotta use everything it does it works i'm like oh he's right i'm neglecting my man good for good for him good for him yeah, good for him. So what's what's next for you, Marilyn? You you I mean you you've done TED Talk. Like how how do you even get on TED Talk? Like that seemed like something that like how do you even apply for something? You apply. You just apply and there's a committee that chooses you, but you have to send like speaking engagements that you've done, you know, videoed. Mm. So I can remember I think I sent him Daniel Tosh. It was like, You want some Daniel Tosh? Which is not a learned treatise by any means. I'm being a jerk. But whatever. It's that, like, you know. that was my favorite one, though. The uh, the skit she did on Daniel Tosh, that was the bomb. You know, it had, it had he, yeah, his, his wife was going off on him, and then you appeared out of nowhere. That was the bomb, man. That was she real was funny. So cute. She was this little actress, and she goes, Are you really Marilyn York? Are you just playing her? Like, no, what? Yeah, that's me. So I was like, Playing myself. It was so cute because she got ready for her part. She was adorable. It was so good. It was yeah, yeah, all of y'all was good, and it was it was hilarious, man. And then the uh, the the skit about the uh, who the real problem is in marriages is not oh is God. is not the spouses, is the kids. You got to see that one, cousin. That one, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so funny, and they filmed me reading that on the teleprompter the first time I read it, and I started laughing, and they're like, "Quiet on the set, Miss York." I'm like, I'm not an actress. Like, this is some crazy shit I'm saying. I was dying. Like, it was so funny. So, um, I don't know what's next. I really enjoyed the TEDx experience because I had a committee that helped me a lot and they helped me work on the script. And I had a lot of women in the committee that were saying like, oh, don't say that it's too off-putting to women, which I appreciated because then I was able to soften it so that women listen to the message because that's important. And it just we just hit 2 million yesterday views in the first month it's out. So it's resonating. And that makes me really happy for men because this is the first time I've done something that actually demonstrates the, you know, real need and the need for fathers. The rest are flip and funny, like funny commercial, funny right. Tosh point out. This was the first time I got to be like serious and explain why I do what I do. And the fact that 2 million people have already watched it means that people care. Did and you, did you see the comment section? I, I haven't read them because the, I was told not to, and I've done enough, like, you know, public stuff where I'm like, but I've, I kind of glance once in a while. Well, yeah. They're pretty positive. Yeah, it was, it was positive. Yeah, they're real positive. Yeah. yeah, which is awesome. I'm so happy to hear that because it's my life career, and so to watch it culminate 20 years later is it's so rewarding, and it's the world's ready to hear it. The world's ready to address this problem, and the problem is growing still. Like I say in the talk, 
even though the courts have improved, the, the statistics have not. They're getting worse. Mm-hmm. There are less exactly. dads involved with kids. There's 17 million kids growing up without their fathers right now, or 30 million, depending on the source. It's not a minor I issue. So, I, I, I grew up with uh, thinking, you know, from Chicago, that it, it wouldn't even matter. You're, 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 the mom can be on crack. And she still would get the kids. You're right. Back in, you know, even 10 years ago, you were right. It yeah. was so hard. It was, it took crap for me to get the kids 10 years ago. And now it doesn't. So it, it, I had a client that I literally was like, she said, you smoke crap. Did you smoke crap? He goes, no. He's like, I, it, I do heroin. Oh like, my mad. God. Like he was mad. Like she insulted him. I was like, is it, I, I don't know. I, I don't know enough. Like, is that good? I, are you cooler? <laughs> Good news. Oh, oh, that's the record street. Oh, God. That wow. is too funny, man. Because wow. you got any more questions, man? Uh, she, I know she's busy. I don't want to keep it. I told her we'll keep it under an hour. We have, we have 49 minutes right now. No, no, no. I, I think I'm good, man. I think this is uh, definitely one of the lawyers a lot of men want to have in a corner. Just because not, not, not only that she's cool and she can relate to you. Right. But because she understands what we go through um in the court so we definitely appreciate you um and keep doing what you're doing yeah please do it is my pleasure every day please do and you practice in nevada but you also uh license in cali as well yep i'm licensed in california okay so that's like i said it's 30 minutes away for us so right we need we need you to go ahead and get Couple more states. Though. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Right, right. It, 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 either get licenses in some other places or produce more Maryland Yorks, uh, so y'all can yeah. branch out. You know, yeah. we need that. Uh, I'm on, so, I'm on that. thank but, you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Man, look, no, no. Thank you for accepting the invite, man. We yeah, we really enjoyed it. Uh, we really, you know, I, we had tons of questions. We didn't get to all the questions, but you know. Everything that you uh, spilled out for us is exactly what I wanted the audience to hear, man. So I appreciate all of that, and uh, you're welcome back anytime. And um, thank you. Um, I will, I'm gonna be keeping my eye on you, um, watching all your stuff, uh, and, and I, seeing how. You... I, I might be in a TV show in LA one of these days. They keep yeah. filmed here for a few months for a reality show. One of these I, days. No, hit. I can look. I can see it coming. Yeah. I can see I it coming yeah. for sure. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, thank y'all for joining us on, on, on the Cheat Code. We'll catch y'all next week. Uh, peace. Peace. Bye.